Welcome to the Prosperously You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Sydney Smith. This podcast is here to help you get out of your own damn way using mindset and manifestation. Join me each week as I dive into how you can integrate these practices into your business and life to elevate you into prosperity. We'll be chatting everything money, mindset, and manifestation so you can learn how to build the life and career you've always dreamed of. Hey guys, welcome back to the Prosperously You podcast. I am so excited because today we have on a special guest who is going to dive into her really unique story of not only starting a business she loves, but also being in that same industry for her full-time job and building both of these at the same time. So Today we have on Carla, who runs Bolt Burn, which if you follow me on Instagram, I have talked about this so many times because this is the only workout program I can actually get myself to do and stick to. (laughs) So I wanted to have her on to chat about not only her incredible business that is Bolt Burn, but then also her nine to five and how she found this kind of special spot where she is able to do everything that she loves for both her nine to five and her business. So I will let Carla introduce herself. Thank you so much, Sid. Um, I'm so excited to be here today. I love the podcast and um, I love, I've been, well, we've known each other since college, but I've been following you um, on your like mindset journey and also your graphic design for, for many years now. So I'm just flattered to, to be here, but um, like you said, my name is Carla. I am the founder and head instructor of Boltburn. Uh, Boltburn's mission is to break down the most common barriers to fitness to help uh, people build a lifelong uh, fitness routine. Um, and I also have, like you mentioned, um, my day job is at Mir, uh, which is also a like virtual fitness studio um, owned by Lululemon. Uh, so I do partnerships for them uh, in my in my day job. So yeah. Yeah, such an awesome duo. So as I mentioned, your story is so unique. You have a career that is in line with your passions and a business in the same industry. So I'd love to just have you dive into, in your own words, how you navigated this? Yes. Um, so I guess it's a, it's a, a funny story, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in fashion for about four years after graduation. I All my internships in school were all in retail um, and in merchandising. So I was at Saks Fifth Avenue for four years. Um, when I started to kind of think about, you know, what I wanted in my future and I I had a job that I think a lot of people thought was really cool. You know, being a buyer for a luxury department store in New York is like you were at parties and you feel so cool when people are like, what do you do? And you tell them Um, it was just something that like on the outside seemed like really awesome. But then I think on the inside, I was just really struggling with I felt like I had to pretend a lot of the times like I had to I, I was good at it, but like I just had to pretend to like be excited about like selling X amount of pants and like, you know, like it just wasn't something that was like really lighting me up. And around the same time, um, I was really starting to get into working out myself. And as somebody that like never made a varsity sport in high school, and I always told myself I was unathletic, um, it was really just fascinating to me that the fact that I was just showing up to the gym consistently, I was seeing myself like actually get stronger and that I actually had some of these abilities that I had always told myself were 
that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up actually running the New York City Marathon in 2019. And I think that's when I kind of broke through a lot of mental barriers, a lot of things that I used to tell myself I found were not true. I was strong. I was I was mentally strong as well. I was able to, you know, set athletic goals and and achieve them. And so that's when I kind of clicked in my brain. I'm like, what about what about like what if all these things I had been telling myself that I thought were true actually weren't? And yeah. then I just show up and like work at it and actually become good at it. So I was like, great. I actually love how working out makes me feel. I love how showing up to the gym makes me feel. I love how not only I'm getting stronger physically, but like really breaking a lot of these mental barriers that's making me better, not only at, you know, when I'm working out, but also like at my job, I feel more confident. Like in my personal relationships, I feel more confident just because I can prove to myself that I can do difficult things. And I was like, damn, I feel like there's so many people out there that don't know that they can do this just like I didn't know that I could do this right and like how much better I felt so I was like oh I will get certified so I was getting my certification um through the American Council on Exercise when the pandemic hit still working at Saks and um ultimately I couldn't get a job at any studio once I was certified because the pandemic and no one was hiring. So I started just teaching on Zoom like with my friends and it was just, it was scary, right? Because I had never taught before and I was putting myself in these like kind of uncomfortable situations, but I kept showing up and like, again, kind of like when I was going to the gym, just getting a little bit better, a little bit better. And mid pandemic, people were like showing up to these live classes. I was like kind of giving them something to look forward to in their day, like a community that they could get behind. Um, and I was doing this all for free. There was no bullpen. There was no name or anything like that. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it for free for like three months during the pandemic, um, which was great because I was learning and um, I was giving people tools and resources during a difficult time. So I felt yeah. good about that um, for a while until I didn't, but we can get dive into that later. Um, and I think I realized that like just fashion just wasn't the move for me anymore at that point. And I was just looking for any nine to five that would kind of fit within the fitness realm. And so I found Mir and Mir was founded by a female founder. Uh, and oh. I just really loved that, that aspect of it. And I thought it was truly like the future of fitness. Um, it's a very like sleek product, especially living in a small apartment, like anyone, not anyone, because it is a higher price point, but it's more accessible than maybe like having like a physical piece of hardware, such as like a bike or anything like that. No, like no fun Peloton. We love Peloton, but like, it just thought, I just thought it was a little bit more accessible, Yeah, but they were only hiring for customer service reps. So for me, I was like, dang, like I had my ego really talking to me, like, Carla, you're a buyer at sex. Like you can't do that. Like you shouldn't go do customer service, which customer service, to be fair, I did it for a year and it was incredibly challenging, but it was like a hit to my ego. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my foot in the door. I'm going to figure it out once I'm there. Yeah. It's an early stage. Like I'm going to figure it out. Maybe there'll be a role for me. I don't even know what I want to do. Um, so that was a long-winded answer, but I've been at Mir for now two years, and Bolt Burn's about two and a half years old, and I've been able to kind of juggle uh, both of those things um, at the same time and really feel like I'm fulfilling um, my passion in, in both. Yeah. Um, so we can we can double-click on some of those things, but that's kind of a yeah. long-winded answer as to how we ended up here. 
Yeah, I love that. I feel like I'm learning so many things that I didn't know either about your journey into it. I guess, so I had other specific questions, but I also just like want to piggyback off of some of the things you shared. So how was that like diving into that ego death of coming into checking (laughs) almost yourself and being like, no, this will work out and I'm going to trust myself even if it is somewhat of a step backwards that it's the right direction for me. Yeah, I think ultimately I was like, I think I was at, I think it was 27 at the time. So for me, I was like, you know what, like you're still like young in your career. Like if you know you don't want to do what you're doing now, and if you're only staying in this path because of what other people think about you, because of like what you're going to tell people at parties, and that's a bigger problem. Like I do believe that there is a path forward here, and I think you can learn. I just saw. I just saw that there was mobility within the company. And if I knew that if I worked hard enough and I like talked to the right people and just like set myself up that I could potentially end up where I ultimately wanted to be, which is like more like the content side, actually mm-hmm. building out like the programs and like being involved in the actual fitness portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, the ego, I just had to look at myself and be like, why do you care what other people think? And also no one cared. Like, right. Like I would tell people and I would be like a little bit ashamed. And again, I don't want anyone out there that is like in a customer service role. Like that's not a bad thing at all. It was honestly one of the hardest things I've had to do. And I learned so much, but it was just like a hit to my ego. Cause I felt like I was going from like being a buyer, being catered to, to like catering to other people. But ultimately <laughs> I'm a service, like I like, I'm a service oriented person, which is what I do with Bullburn. And I found that it actually was a great fit for me. Because all I got to do was talk to people all day and just, you know, at the end, try to make their lives a little easier. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of hurdles, but but we got there. <laughs> yeah. So what has your journey looked like now that you are um, running, I feel like, Bullpen first full time and then also in a nine to five? How do you really balance both of those? Yeah. So a big part of it is that I really dove into building systems at Bullburn very early. Mm-hmm. So really figuring out like, what can I, and it took me a long time, but it was like, what can I automate? Like, what don't I have to do? Mm-hmm. What are things, what are people coming to me for? Like, do they need, I used to do like, for example, every week I used to send weekly reports that I would manually figure out like, you know, if you, Sydney took a class or took three classes in that week that were live, like I could tell you like what percentage of um, that, the class that you took that week were like lower body work, ab work. And I would send these like super elaborate charts to every person it would take forever. And I was just getting really individual with each person, which is great. But when my, not following, but like when my membership started to grow, it just became not like not. <laughs> So what I started doing was just really thinking about, okay, what are people coming to me for? They're coming to me for 30 minute, really efficient, fun classes. And they're coming to me for community. Yeah. And I'm like, those are the things that I'm diving into. So how can I make that elevate that and not worry about everything else? Like Mm -hmm. everything else is noise. So it was really setting, figuring that out, getting really clear with my mission and what I wanted to provide. And that took me a year, right? Like it took me a year to really be like, this is what I'm offering I'm not adding on extra bells and whistles. Um, I raised my prices. Like I just did things that I knew would were more aligned with like what I wanted to offer and what I was offering. Because another big part of it too is like undercharging also always burns you out when you feel like you're not 
getting what you're, you're not getting back, like the amount of effort you're putting in. Mm -hmm. Long-winded answer is I put in systems. I made sure that I was happy with the product that I was giving out. And I I felt that I was not burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um, So processes and then um, splitting up my time, time blocking. So like, I know that I can work on bolt burn on the weekends, evenings, and mornings. And then that I have to work from nine till six or whatever it is. And like, Every job ebbs and flows, right? So like I know that I'm going to be really busy X amount of months in a year in my in my day job. So like maybe I'm not going to plan a challenge that month for Bolt Burn. You know what I'm saying? So it's like really having an idea of what your schedule is going to look like, block it out, and know that you're not probably going to get, it, get to everything. So have an understanding of like what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, long-winded answer. But that's kind of the way that I've uh, managed it. Yeah, I feel like the priorities piece is a huge one because even like you said, like coming into what are the priorities of my business itself and let's not sweat the small stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's And you have to just get really clear with yourself. And it sometimes it's not clear for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Like it took me a year to figure out like what were my drainers and like what what was giving me energy and what was giving my members energy? Like mm-hmm. what did they actually want from me? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like on top of that, then what have been the biggest lessons you've learned over the last couple of years of balancing both? Um, so I think the most important part for me has been focusing on the process versus like what my end goals are more because if I were just focusing on an end goal and I wasn't like achieving that end goal like quickly, then I would get frustrated and I would just get frustrated with both. And I think with balancing them, I think you have to understand that sometimes one is going to take prior priority over the other, and it's not always going to be equal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you have just to know that like your um, priorities are going to change, even like on a daily basis, they're going to change. So I think you just have to always sit back and be like, what are the three most important things that I have to get done today? Um, and like, who are the people that I need to like, um, I guess, give something to today. Like who needs a deliverable for me today? Yeah. Like I have to teach this class, right? Like I have yeah. to show up and teach this class. I've maybe, I think I've maybe have canceled three classes total in the last two and a half years of teaching <laughs> because I prioritize that number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just understanding what your priorities are and blocking yeah. and understanding that things are going to come up, but just know what your top three things are. Yeah. When it comes to, I know you've had some posts about this, so I'd love to hear your point of view of just motivation, because I feel like if I look at anyone who like shows up the most consistently, it's you, <laughs> which is like so impressive because it's not only just like online, but it's obviously to teach a little, little class every day. Um, so how do you stay motivated to do that and just... Yeah, I feel like you always show up so in like the best mood as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the thing, the truth of the matter is, it's like you're not always going to have your best day. Like there are many days where I don't feel great, but I think I try to think about it as like the person on the other side, like the person on the other side is taking 30 minutes out of their day to come work out with me. And like, 
that to them could be something that was like a huge mental hurdle or like they could have had the worst day ever. And this is like the one thing that they have that that maybe could elevate their mood. So I think at that point, it's just not about me. Mm-hmm. And so I always have like grab onto that. And I always think about the person on the other side of the screen, like they they're going to be disappointed if I show up and I have a like a mopey attitude and I just don't seem excited to be there. Yeah. And like, yeah, sometimes maybe I try to be as genuine as possible. And I do sometimes say like, oh, today wasn't my best day, but like, this is how we're going to turn it around together type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of, yeah, so in terms of motivation, it's just like the people on the other side of the screen that are giving me their time. That's, that's the most valuable thing someone can give you, right? So that's, that's really what keeps me, it keeps me motivated. Um, and I also listen to my body. So it's like, sometimes like I'll do, I try to do like the majority of the class with people, especially cause I record them for on demand and it just feels different if someone's like on a screen, like not doing them with you. But if it's not my day today, like I'll do 70% of the class, you know, like you have to listen to yourself too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like, yeah, that's de- a huge piece that's helped a lot of people is really coming into like, it's bigger than you <laughs> because when it's just, when you're making it solely about you, it's really easy to, I mean, almost yeah. like I can give up on yourself in a way um, or make excuses versus when you make it bigger. And also even like going into the purpose, kind of like you said of like, this is helping other people in an incredible way. So um, like, yeah, coming back into the, almost that why, uh, I feel like can give you so much more strength to keep going <laughs> versus when it's just like, oh, I should do this or like I have to stay consistent for whatever reason. Okay. Another question for you. What piece of advice would you give to your younger self who is maybe three years ago still in a career she wasn't sure about and finding her way? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think the biggest barriers, like I said, I think one was ego, um, the fear of starting, quote unquote, starting over, the fear of like what other people are going to think. I think that I could have saved myself a lot of like headaches, just understanding that that all doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. that like your life is hopefully long and you should be doing the things that you want and like it's okay to not have that job title and it's okay to just like do what makes you excited because what I've learned in the last three years is if you do that, you're going to end up where you want to be. If you're willing to put in the work now and like not care what other people are going to say because you switched or because you no longer are this title or because you no longer are in this career because you, all your friends are, you know, making X, Y, Z money or like our X, Y, Z title. Like I keep saying that because it was really important to me what people thought. When you just like put that away and just focus on what you want, like you're going to get to where you want to be and you're going to excel and you're going to be a hundred percent in because you're never going to get to where you want to be if you're 20% in, if you're 50% in. Mm-hmm. So regardless of like what age you are, where you are in your career, where you, what you're doing, like it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's would have been really something that would have helped me just having that, like, it's never too late to start. Like it's never late to late to, to pivot, to switch. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like you're gonna, you're gonna get to where you want to be and then you're gonna excel three times, you know, because you're where your passions lie. 
Yeah, I love that. There's a quote from Warren Miller that is, um, if you don't do it this year, you'll be one year older when you do. And I feel like that is so in line with what you were saying. I mean, just, it's like, I think we have these fears of like, oh, I can't do it. There's never going to be a convenient time to switch into like choosing a career path that you absolutely love. (laughs) And obviously like your story, like sometimes you have to like switch gears and like not, it's not always this like beautiful uphill like journey. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I feel like it's so incredible that you were like, no, I'm going to take the leap here and just go for it. What would you say, because I feel like through even that career move and then also starting your own business, I feel like you've taken on a lot of risks that people probably wouldn't normally. So what like kind of prepared you mentally to do that, if anything, or if it was just like, a, <laughs> we're just going to do this. Um, and like, how do you overcome those fears of what other people think and still go for it anyway? Yeah, I think for me, it was kind of like a rip the bandaid situation um, where I had bull burn, like I was building it, I was extremely excited about it. And that I didn't want to I don't want to say it was an accident. But it was kind of like it just kind of my idea was I was going to go work at a fitness studio, right? Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Like I just built my own thing and I was just so incredibly excited and passionate about every aspect of building that business mm-hmm. that when it came to thinking about moving, switching, quitting my job at Saks and moving over to, to Mirror and thinking that whatever was a step down for me, I was like, I was kind of like, I don't care. I have bullburn, right? Like worst case scenario, mm-hmm. I have bullburn. I have this other thing that I'm incredibly passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think ties kind of into the idea of like your day job doesn't have to define who you are, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even your side hustle doesn't define have to define who you are. Um, so I think, but I think having something that you're passionate about, that is going to kind of help you navigate through the ups and downs of like pivoting or switching, switching careers or switching whatever, moving to a different place whatever that is, having that one consistent passion that you can just tie back to and always come back to is, um, I think, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like between Bolburn and, like, my job at Mirror, it's kind of been, like, when Bolburn wasn't doing so well, like, I had my, you know, I put a lot, put some more, like, effort and time into, like, you know, trying to find a role within Mirror that worked for me and then vice versa like when that wasn't necessarily working out for me I like really dove into bullburn so it's I think having a couple different strings you can pull at and mm-hmm. not just putting all your eggs in one basket and that becoming who you are like you're all of those things yeah Does that makes sense yeah no totally I feel like I was just talking with someone about this um because yeah I feel like in a way I kind of have to as well with yeah my design business and then also the mindset coaching. Um, and yeah, I was like, honestly, I feel like it relieves some of the pressure off of doing well in my web design business when I had something else. Cause yeah, similarly, you can kind of like fill up your cup in those different ways from both of them instead of putting like so much pressure on just one to do something. So it's almost easier to manifest <laughs> like good things into like the business because there's more of a I don't want to say distraction but like something else that I'm passionate about that's also taking energy for sure because it's not 
one thing's not always going to give you everything. So I think about it kind of like relationships. Like if you are putting, if your significant other is like your best friend, your only family, your, Mm -hmm. you know, if if they're like your coworker, if they're everything, that's a lot. (laughs) One relationship. So it's kind of like, I think about it kind of like that with, Mm -hmm. with the, with the things that you're putting your time and effort into, right? Like, yeah. It's not always going to give you everything that you need to fill your your cup, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's such a good perspective that I feel like I could have used like a year ago. Um, but yeah, so definitely a great Thanks. lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last question for you. Um, how has mindset played a role in helping you succeed in both of these, like your nine to five and running your own business? Yeah. Um, So I think having your own business and kind of being wearing all the hats really helps you be like more introspective because you're having to kind of flex to so many different roles. Um, So for me, I think just being more like in tune with the present Um, And focusing more on the day-to-day versus like always being like, okay, like what do I ultimately want Bullburn to be? Like what do I – like what what do I want to do with this? Do I want to – you know, do I want it to be my full-time? Do I want – it like – and that's not a question that I necessarily have to answer right now. You know what I'm saying? And like I put so much pressure on myself to think about those questions. But I think mindset in terms of like, okay, what are your goals today? Like, yeah. What, are you doing right now? what is making you happy about this business right now? And like, how are you supporting others right now? And is that still working? Let's check in in another three months. Are these things still working? Are you still happy? Are the people that are taking your classes still happy? Um, and like, sometimes that's like all it is, right? Like sometimes it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a five-year plan. <laughs> Um, And that has helped me so much and just release so much pressure from like, you know, from, from it. Um, Ultimately not everybody has that option when they're building a business, right? Because like they don't have a, another job to like kind of fall back on, which Mm -hmm. is challenging for sure. But I think that's part of why I have two. Yeah. (laughs) Because I just love Bullburn so much. I love teaching so much that I'm enjoying the process so much that I don't want it to be like, you know, if I don't sell X amount of memberships this month, then, then I can't yeah. do this anymore. And yeah. that is just what has been true for me. And it's not true for everybody. Yeah. Um, but again, like, yeah, I just check in with myself and I'm like, am I, am I having fun? Am I having fun still? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, if the, and if the answer is no, like where do, what are we, cause the answer has been no sometimes. Yeah. Like what can I pull on? Like what can I change so that the answer is yes. Yeah. So it's about the process more. Yeah, I love it going back to the like, am I having fun? Because I feel like we try to make business so serious, but when you can infuse more joy and fun into it, I feel like that's when it becomes obviously more enjoyable, but then also it just depressurizes it and opens it up for so much like alignment and really beautiful things to come through in a way that like, you would have never happened if you initially wrote a five-year plan and were like, I'm going to follow this to a T. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take away from like, you should have, you should have goals. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You should have goals and all those things. Like I have goals, 
but um, not so much where I'm like, I know exactly where I want this to go and all those things. And I, at least for me, it's worked well. Um, I feel like I've really enjoyed the process. And when I am, like you said, like in alignment, I feel like it just, it does grow. Like, and that's when the things just, I'm like, oh shoot, like all these like X amount of people signed up this month for membership. That's awesome. I wasn't even like selling that hard this month, but I was, I think people could just tell that you're happy like on Instagram. Like they could tell on your emails or the way you're communicating. I think people just feel that. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely a piece to your energy, which, um, I know like there is like the woo side of it of like, Oh, what do you mean? People can like sense your energy, but then there's the the actual physical side where there are so many, um, ways that your body changes when you're actually in a like more positive mood versus negative of like literally your tone of voice, like how you hear things changes. Um, so it's like, it's not just woo of like, Oh, people can sense your energy. It's like literally a physical difference in you that people can actually sense and are drawn towards. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah, definitely been classes where I like watched the recording and I'm like, Oh man, like I thought I was bringing the energy, but like, yeah, you could tell like it, there was maybe just something else going on. People can tell for sure, for sure. Yeah. So if anyone thinks that like you, they people can't tell, they, they can. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I think coming back into um, the alignment piece of it of like when you release some of like the how and the pressure, it just I think just opens up so much more space for. Uh, again opportunities that you wouldn't even have expected or like you said like people when you feel like you weren't even like trying to sell people just coming in and instead of when you're obsessed or like in a certain headspace around like checking every day like what the stats are and like being so focused on the how are people going to come through what can I do now um and like yes action is a very important piece of it but also the energy is a critical element too (laughs) and like just having like both at the same time, kind of like the action and the energy is like mad. It's like when magic really happens. Yeah. It feels genuine. Yeah. Versus like, you know, when you're not being genuine and people know when you're not being genuine. So that's why I guess going back to the mindset thing, like focusing on the present um, and focusing on the process for Mm -hmm. me has been key because if I'm not in the present, then I, I, then I don't, I can't show up like genuinely for, for people. Yeah. And I feel like it just takes you so out of obviously the current day and like can sometimes be insanely overwhelming to be like, okay, what are the next like 15 steps instead of just like, what do I need to show up and do on those priorities list that priorities list today? Like you mentioned earlier. For sure. Yeah. A little bit of forward motion, but not, not like harping on it too much. Yeah. (laughs) One step every day, I feel like. And then you'll look back and be like, holy shit, this is where it got me. (laughs) One of my favorite quotes is 1% like better every day. And that's like what I think, try to think about, like, how could you be 1% better today than you were yesterday? Yeah, And that's going to be a way better way to think about it than how can I try to be 100% better in the next three days? And (laughs) you probably won't be able to, and then you'll get discouraged and then you won't continue whatever you're trying to achieve. Right. So yeah, that's like uh, before I I said last question, but one more popped up because um, I know you talk about almost like building up to little goals. So can you chat about that really quickly and how that's helped you? I feel like then see progress on a bigger scale. Yeah, definitely. So I guess I'll chat about it. 
in like a fitness sense, just because like that's what I'm most yeah well versed in. But for me, I think bull burn classes are 30 minutes and they are like minimal equipment because my whole thing is consistency and just showing up for those 30 minutes consistently versus trying to, you know, rearrange your whole life so you can fit in a two hour workout because now you're really committed for real this time. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that you can maintain, right? I can't maintain a two hour workout routine. Like most people don't have time for that. Yeah. So for me, I built my workout routine and my, and my fitness routine, um, through baby steps like that, 30 minute workouts, 50 minute workouts. When I didn't have time, I didn't freak out. I just did a five minute ab circuit. Like, and just knowing that, like having that momentum every day, Mm-hmm. Obviously, I sprinkle in a rest day, please. But <laughs> having that momentum every day and just at doing something for myself every day, I continued to prove to myself that I felt better every time that I did it. Mm-hmm. So even if it was just a little bit sprinkled in every day, my brain was like, oh, wow, Carla, you feel better now than you did before you did this workout. And then my brain just all of a sudden started to be like, oh, craving this movement. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I talk about consistency and when I talk about just like adding in a little every day, I'm a huge advocate for do, I think the fitness industry will tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I think that if, um, I think you should do something every day. I feel like if you're going to go back to anything, do something every day. Mm-hmm. If you like to bike, bike. If you like to dance, dance. If you like to walk, walk. Like, but just do it like every day, you mm-hmm. know? Um And don't get hung up on like, you know, people tell me not to do cardio. People tell you not to do this. People tell you, you know, just move every every day, even if it's just for a little bit. And then you'll start to notice that it's going to get a little bit more, a little bit more. And then you'll be a pro at, you'll be a really good runner. And then you'll be like, "Mm, I wonder what it's like to lift weights. And it starts to become a little bit more of like an exploration of what your body can do. Mm -hmm. You have to show up consistently in order to get to that point. Yeah. And like not get frust because and not get frustrated with yourself. Um, if you if it's only a five minute circuit today. You know. Yeah. It's all about yeah. keeping that momentum going. Yeah, definitely. I feel like knowing what works for your body and that you enjoy. Like yeah. I feel like I was trying so many workouts before I found bull burn <laughs> where I like could not stay consistent with it. And so yeah, find what works for you. Yeah, find <laughs> obviously you know. I'm a huge proponent of <laughs> trying bull burn. <laughs> We love having you at Full Brain. <laughs> um, so how can people stay connected with you and dive into Bull Burn as well if they're interested? Yes. Well, if um, anyone out there is interested, like I said, Bull Burn are 30-minute classes. Um, we have live classes four times a week. Um, and then we also have um, an on-demand library of over, I think, 250 classes now that you can pick from, ranging from five minutes up to 30 minutes. Um, and you can find us on boltburn.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at bolt.burn. Um, and if you want to shoot me an email, I'm Carla at boltburn.com. So always happy to have new faces. Um, and yes, it's very accessible. Um, I'm not going to lie. It packs a punch in 30 minutes. (laughs) I'm going to sell it like it's like, it's not, it's not challenging, but I offer, a lot of modifications. So open to all levels. Yeah, absolutely. And I always do the on demand, which I feel like is just so perfect for schedules that are like more on the go. So you can definitely fit it in (laughs) um, whenever it works best for you. And 
Um, and I know at home, Archie just gets right on the mat and does it. <laughs> <me>. so, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> the pets are my favorite part. They're my favorite. Yeah, of course. There's like an entire floor and he's like, I have to go right <laughs> next to you. <laughs> um, well, this was so awesome. Thanks for coming on. And I will put all of your links in the show notes so people can get in touch and definitely follow along on Instagram too, because I feel like your content is always very motivational as well. Oh, well, thanks so much that I love the podcast and I'm again, very flattered to be here. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Okay, guys, we will be back soon with a new episode.